0: This is the 19th season of Bass Talk Live. BTL is presented by Bass Cat Boats, Strike King Lures, Aftco, Pro Guy Batteries, X-Zone Lures, Shoreline Boat and RV Repair, Spro, Gamakatsu, Big Bite Baits, The Bass Tank, Denali Rods, beatdown outdoors and sunlight
1: btl coming at you
0: good afternoon and welcome to a very special edition of btl bass talk live where we're going to talk about bass fishing folks in the fishing industry for the last month and a half everybody's been looking for waldo and uh, i found waldo (laughs) Uh,
2: what's up matthew good how
0: are you doing brad doing pretty good uh interesting show today Uh, We're going to dive into a lot of it, talk to some of the fans. Uh, In one sentence, are you retired from professional fishing forever? Yes. Okay, we'll dive into that, how you kind of came about this. But a real interesting industry right now. A lot of rumors about moving and shaking. Uh, Some stuff has gone down in the past 48 hours. Larry Nixon announces his retirement. That opens up a Legends exemption spot. Uh rumors because we all love rumors right
2: gotta love rumors
0: are that there were a lot of guys on the bpt who had legends exemptions who were trying to beat down bass's door to get back in uh that spot went to jordan lee uh the one and only jordan lee back-to-back bass master classics in 16 and 17 on conroe and hartwell uh and jordan lee returns to the elite series i say that because tonight at seven after the bradley hallman exclusive today uh 7 p.m central time jordan lee will join btl bass talk live uh for a wednesday night live edition to talk about his decision to return to the bass master elite series
2: did you do a show this morning no i'm just doing
0: two today i was uh it's my it's funny you should mention that i was at uh st jude children's research hospital yesterday uh in memphis tennessee Drove back last night, uh, got to tour that facility. Uh, Thank you to Gretchen from St. Jude for putting that together. She's kind of in charge of the uh, St. Jude Bass Classic that I fish every year up in Minnesota where we raised a million dollars. I know you guys are going to get sick of hearing about this, but hey, tough at St. Jude. (laughs) Uh, So we went and toured it. Uh, Brian Robinson, uh, Fat Cat Newton, myself, and Adam Bartuzek from the Crappie Chronicles. And it is uh, it is it's like five city blocks. Like you go through and you have to have everything checked because they actually have like proprietary stuff there. It's unbelievable. And you get in, it's like five city blocks. And I was thinking of it more like a hospital. Uh, and it was weird because you don't want to be like excited to tour a children's hospital. Right. Because in a perfect world, a children's hospital doesn't exist. But when you get in there, it's amazing how they make those kids feel, uh, with the lighting, with the campus, with the housing, with all of the things to where you know it's an 80 percent survival rate now uh and it was like four percent i think when the hospital like opened oh on certain types of of childhood cancer Yep. uh and it's like hope there's so much hope and there's so much mm-hmm. kind of excitement for you know these kids not only going in so yeah it's it's scary and it's a bad deal but there's also so it was it was a very uh very eye-opening experience.
2: I think Fat Cat like lived through it, didn't he? As a child. Yeah. Now he
0: didn't go to St. Jude. Uh, he'll talk about that every year during his uh, speech at the uh, at the uh, St. Jude Cla- Bass Classic that he emcees. But yeah, he yeah. there's there's a number of people uh, in the industry uh, who have children, or they themselves have have been uh, impacted, helped by St. Jude. Very so, nice. Very nice. Yeah. So I got my T-shirt on that Gretchen gave me, and now we'll move on for that. So what have you been up to, dude? Well, <clears throat>
2: I'll be honest, today was an in imposition in to even come. I don't know if you knew it or not, but I about took a picture. And I was like, dude, can we just bail today? <laughs> I was right in the middle of a tree stand and uh, putting it together and getting it put up. And I, I got this cedar tree all butchered up and I've got this thing loaded on a four-wheeler. And I've got it carried out to the middle of nowhere. And I've got it three-quarters of the way put, put together. And yeah, I had to leave to come here. So that's pretty much From day to day. Have you not killed any of those big ones that you saw? Man, it's like, so everything that I've done is just for the boy, right? My 13 year old. And I'm just really trying to get him set up Mm
0: -hmm. correctly.
2: Right. And so we, he started bow hunting this year, which he had never done. Um, got it, got his first deer this year already. We got that during the youth hunt and, uh, we've got some cameras out and I've got some nicer bucks and, and I'm just trying not to mess them up you know what i mean i don't want to get anywhere around them I, I i've seen i've hunted with him with a bow and i've seen what's kind of what's happened right Great. so yeah okay bow hunting's tough right Especially how tall when is he you start 13 he's six foot no he's probably five ten okay. five nine somewhere so, in there he's gonna be a yeah he's gonna be tall built like you probably lanky. yeah um but bow hunting's tough and so i just kind of i don't want him i don't want to mess up those bucks and rough season's right around the corner matter of fact it's this weekend so Everything changes then. That kind of evens the odds in mm-hmm. his favor. So um kind of waiting for that moment.
0: So you were actually out there today and then drove. Yeah,
2: out. I put out some more cameras and I found another trail that those bucks are running. I got a scrape line that they're running and I got some big Have you always been into hunting or is this? No, been I like well a deal? I did I did whenever I was young. Um I was like real into it, like Jason Christie into it. And somewhere around the time that I started fishing all the time in my early twenties I came home from being gone fishing every tournament in the state of Oklahoma. And I was putting on my boat and I said it to the deer lease. <laughs> and mm-hmm. my wife said, uh, you fish more than any man on the planet. I don't ever say nothing, but then you're going to turn around and leave and be gone. all <laughs> fall and winter hunting too. She's like, you need to pick one. Yeah. And I was like, that's fair enough. So I literally just quit. Um, didn't hunt at all for the last 20 something years. That's, since I've known you. you yeah. Didn't hunt at all. And, uh, Grayson came home. Uh, somewhere around August and, uh, my son, and, and, and he was talking about a boy at school and his dad had taken him, and they'd gone to Cabela's or somewhere and this and that, and he was telling him all about this and telling him about that. And he needed to, he needed to get this bow and this and that and the other. And I was like, you know, I do know a little bit about that. I know you don't realize that or think that, but I do. And he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. So then he comes home and he starts talking about, well, after he got his bow, you know, they tell me I need to get it paper tested and I need to get it fine-tuned and take it to H&H. And I'm like, dude, get a box, some tape and a piece of paper. I'll show you how to, show you how to tune one, you know, paper tune one. So Anyway, we've kind of taken off from there and it's just been fun for both. Yeah, I didn't know if this was like a deal where you were like,
0: Hey, I just don't want to think or anything about fishing. So we'll try the hunting, but it, it sounds like it's kind of a return even a little bit to your roots and something. Well, else. there's it's, no
2: doubt that it's been a distraction. Yeah. And there's something about sitting in a tree. That's a, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but guys, a hunt really therapeutic. Not. Yep. Yep. It's, it's, it gives you time to think about a lot of things. And, uh, and it's something that I haven't done in a long time. So it's, Man, and hunting has changed. My gosh. You know, I did, we didn't even have cameras back when I was hunting all the time. So, like, to see what's out there now. Of course, the cameras, I'm sure, have a big part of why the population of deer and the population of better bucks is in existence now is because. They're seeing them? Well, guys know what they're, they know what's there. So, they're not shooting the first thing that walks by that's got antlers on its head. I you. You So, know? it's
0: where the technology has. Yeah, they're less likely to grow bigger absolutely. animals instead of yep. taking yep. more. For sure. Uh, can we get into this whole thing? I know this is this has not been a topic that you've wanted to dive into uh, at whole, but I called you and I said, man, I said, I'm tired of the DMs and answered texts and seeing the comments on every show yeah. about what I would call a surprise retirement uh, for the Elite Series that I think caught a lot of people off guard. Uh, just kind of walk everybody through the process from the time you made that last cast or when this decision was made that hey 2023 i'm gonna go a different direction in 24
2: yeah i I don't even like the term retirement because like i'm only 48 years old yeah but am i ever going to go back and fish the top level of bass fishing no so is that really a retirement or is it just quitting
0: that's a retirement because you did it for what? How many? Six years. Yeah, but years I mean, combined? you look at
2: like Larry Nixon, that's a retirement, right? Yeah,
0: but everyone's different. I mean, I would call it a retirement. You fished the Elite Series for what? Six years?
2: Seven counting six, last year.
0: Seven. And then the FLW Tour for the five or so. Five yeah. or six. Mm-hmm. That's a career, man. You're mm-hmm.
2: retiring from
0: the top level of
2: well anyway so yeah that's what i'm getting at like i'm not even comfortable with calling it a retirement so yeah i mean it's been kind of hard it's not something i just wanted to you know it's not it wasn't an easy decision right Mm -hmm. it took me all fall and um, some of my buddies like castledine was even mad at me and you probably fall in this category too although you didn't just straight out say what castledine said which was why didn't you call me before you made this decision and i'm like man i didn't call anybody Like I didn't call you, I didn't call, I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't even talk to my wife that much about it. Like I knew that this was a decision that I was going to have to live with the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to be two, three years down the road going, why did I do that? You know? Um, And I I didn't want it to be influenced by an outsider. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I wanted the decision. to be mine. 100%. And really, I think the biggest parts that came to it was, is just that, I'm just not as interested as I once was. Like I just don't, I don't think about it every day. I don't wake up every morning with the phone in my hand, wondering what happened in the world of bass fishing. You know, you and I kind of laugh about that, about how I don't ever know what's going on, but dude, that's lack of interest. Yeah. Um, I can tell you this whenever I, I I did, um, and I was kind of forced into like how soon I was wanting to tell everybody because I knew that the, the deposits were going to be due for the elite series. And that was going to bring up a deadline that I had to have a decision made by. Right. And, and it came honestly a lot sooner than I'd have liked for it to. When was that? When did you actually last week? Oh, okay. So, but I've had, still, you know, our last tournament was in August. I drove home from New York and I've had, you know, I've had a lot, I've had plenty of time. So when did you decide I'm done? I started calling sponsors probably three weeks ago. Okay. I think I called Valster first. Um, or Beck with Valster, or Beck with one Falcon, Falcon around Yeah, I called Lord, one of those you know, two Afco, first. Bro, um, right. Um, so I, I called them first, and um, it's probably been almost three weeks since I visited with them. I wanted to make sure they all knew every 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 company that mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough to be associated with. I made sure that all of them knew before um, Bass, but you go back and forth or was it just slowly a build up to where slow you build woke up
0: one morning and went no i am 100 percent done
2: slow build up um i think my wife was even a little bit shocked um but just a slow build up definitely just kind of just thinking about it from time to time and then like there just wasn't anything that just excited me about going next year like I hadn't even looked at the schedule for next year. Mm-hmm. And I remember being a little irritated. Um, Scott Martin had called me and left a message or maybe talked to me. I don't remember, but he was, he was politicking for, you know, some decision that was going to be made at bass and he was making phone calls. Not to you under the rug here, Scott, I'm just telling the story, but everybody does um, that. Um, yeah, everybody does it for whichever way they want. And I just remember being a little bit irritated. Cause like, I don't even really care what the decision is, right. you know? Um, I don't know. A couple of things like that went on, and I just, I just wasn't, I just wasn't into it as much. And I don't know. You know, you'd think after three years of beating my head against the wall in the opens mm-hmm. that I would have been all in. But um, the truth of the matter is, is that I gave everything I had last year. It wasn't lack of effort. Um, I gave everything I could possibly give, and it just wasn't very good. It was the worst year I'd ever had. And man, I've just been so competitive and been able to compete at a pretty high level my entire life at fishing. And it was not working last year. And, and I know that's just one year, you know, I got some phone calls from different people that were unsolicited. Totally. The sports changed a lot. A lot of the young guys, man, they're very friendly and and outward. Uh, Kyle Welcher calls me out of the blue somewhere in this fall before I ever made this decision. And he's like, hey man, I was just thinking about you. I wanted you to know, you know, that I had a rough year the year before this one.
0: Yeah, I didn't make and classic. he's like, yeah.
2: you can turn this around in one year and I expect you to, you know, and I just want to, you know, yeah. those phone calls and that kind of stuff didn't happen w- with the old guard back in 06 through eleven, you know. Mm-hmm. It was more, you know, dog eat dog. Um it's a really good bunch of guys that they've got right now in the Elite Series. Um, with all this being said. There was nothing about this like in eleven when I was just two thousand eleven when I was just mad at the world, mad at fishing. This wasn't that way at all. Um, this was just more me being tired, tired of dude. You have to, which you know this. You've got to be, you've got to get up and fight every day, and I mean fight like hell mm-hmm. to stay. At that it has level. to be what like air every day. You know, and, and it, it it's like breathing. You've got to get up and breathe it if you want to compete at that level. Mm-hmm. And I just don't have, I'm just tired of fighting it. Does that make sense? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. That's life. That's a, I mean, you're at a different point in your life. Plus, I think
0: some of it might be, you know, Grayson coming back and being like, hey, I want to kill a deer.
2: Yeah, and I'm playing for like, I mean, you've got a bunch of other things that you're interested in, too. Yeah, I mean, he started football again this year and, and being able to, you know, but I, I would have been able to make all that. So yeah. that was one thing that I'd missed over the last three years in the mm-hmm. Opens because the schedule was so fall heavy, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that was one of the great things that I was looking forward to, to the Elite Series, was that, you know, it was over in August and then we were done, but... You know, it, it's still YouTube and, and all these yeah. other things that go with it, social media and everything that carry on throughout the year, which I enjoyed doing. And, and I enjoyed all of the relationships and the work that we did with all the companies that that I helped represent, um, the fan base and all the support that we've gotten from the fans. And I mean, it's, it's just been phenomenal. It, it, it was seems a great like ride. you
0: really enjoyed the process, the grinding process. I've heard this from a couple of people. I want to know if, if this is accurate. They said, man, his goal was to make it back to the Elite Series. And then once he made it to the Elite Series, it was kind of like, okay, I wanted to prove to myself that I could make <clears> it back, but there wasn't that next step following it. Yeah. Was there kind of a point where you realized that? Because, I mean, dude, with between your YouTube videos and rooming with you in the Opens, and you did it even before, you know, the year with Scott. So what you have to understand is there's literally thousands of people who followed your journey through right. every single right. day of the opens and how, how excited you were during yeah. that. Yeah. Is that a fair s- assessment that maybe your it, goal was to prove to yourself that you could make it back? And once you did, then there wasn't a reassessment of goals.
2: There was definitely a reassessment of goals. I mean, I knew once I'd climbed that mountain, that there was bigger mountain to climb on the other side, mm-hmm. I did know that, but there have been times this fall that I thought, you know, it's kind of like Oklahoma, Texas football game. You know, you win that one and then you come home and you play flat. For it's like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. you know, did I, did I fall into some of that, you know, like you'd won this big game or accomplished this goal. And then, and then you kind of let down a little bit, but dude, that, that really wasn't it because I know that I put a lot into last year, a lot. Now there were some times that, you know, um, I could have pushed harder at practice and, you know, another, another hour or two. And, and I see that, but man, I just didn't have anything left in the tank to go um, mm-hmm. emotionally, spiritually to, to keep grinding. It doesn't
0: sound like you are, are burned out right now. It just sounds like you've come to a realization that this is not what you want in life.
2: Well, it could be. The problem is on the flip side is, is I have no idea what the hell I want to do. So <laughs> here I am, you know, I've quit this and I'm like, well, what am I going to do? So I, I I don't know the answer to that, yeah. but, but you know, it'll come with time, you know? And Hopefully.
0: the interesting thing is, for me, is, you know, six years ago, this isn't a deal, but you got that damn GoPro, and then you I came into to Jeffries, and you were like, hey, you know, hey, I, I need to learn how to use this thing. Yeah. And let's make a YouTube channel. Yeah. So, I mean, you have always been a very private person. Yeah. And I think there were a lot of people around Oklahoma who were talking, who we're like, dang it, out of anybody we thought would be doing this YouTube thing, it's not Bradley. Yeah. And I think that's why it took off was because you're so genuine and so many people, I mean, we've got 500 people watching now that connect to you because it literally is you. And The reason why everyone respects and likes you around here is the reason why they do on, on the YouTube. But then the flip side of that is you got everybody up in your business following well, your I not mean, yeah. now.
2: I am, um, and I've said this before and I'll say it again. Um, you know, the best piece of advice that I got, because I figured, you know, who in the world would ever watch, you know, me on YouTube? Um, Scott Martin was the best advice I had. And he said, just be yourself 100% every single day and it will work. And he was right. And I, mm-hmm. right, when he said it, I was like, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> but, but you're right. I mean, it kind of allows you to let people into the truth of what's going on. Um, dude, YouTube was hard last year too, you know bad tournaments and um
0: it got a little dark there for a couple videos I'm it got gonna, rough i'm dude. not gonna lie it got Rats. rough
2: you know um, john was in the house with me and he was having a horrendous year and it just you know the both of us in there together was just it was rough at times it was it was rough
0: does it surprise you how many
2: people follow you how many of the oh, yeah. people
0: reach out to you? Yeah. How many people say, Hey, you're my favorite dude.
2: Yeah. My phone's constantly since that bass article came out, um, it's just been ding, 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 you know, and, and it's all different, you know, reactions. Some really good friends of mine are like really concerned. Like, I mean, they've known me a long time and they're like, dude, you got something going on? Like, Oh, you need help with something? I'm like, no, it's not it at all. So there's definitely a lot of people really surprised. Um, I just, to me, I'm not as surprised. I, I just I just feel worn out. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. I feel tired of it.
0: Yeah. Does it have anything to do with how young all these guys are out there now, too? Because, I mean, if you think about it, Ken Duke used to always be on. He'd be like, hey, the average age of an Elite Series pro is like 44 years old. You're like right there where it used to be. But over the last couple of years, I mean, you look at this year, uh, 28 and 32 and 26 are the three oldest. The rest of the seven average 23 and a half.
2: Is there something to be said for that? So I I did a video on this. I'm sure you didn't see it, but one of my, I stopped watching. I'm not going to lie. Occasionally. I understand. Um, I I made a video about this about, and I had the numbers and stuff. And if you guys hadn't seen it, go back and look at it. It's a really interesting video. It's basically on the average age of a fisherman, how that's dropping. Mm -hmm. And I had numbers from, um, Jody white had, had done the numbers. I've told you about this, uh, he had done the numbers and the math for Costa championships, right? I call them Costa. What are they? Toyota championships? Yeah, Toyota championships. Okay. So whether it was Everstart, Costa, Toyota, I'm sure it went all the way back to Everstart because they were 20-year-old numbers. Yeah. And it basically shows the average age of the top 10 for the final day of a Costa champion, Toyota championship, right? And it's amazing how those ages have dropped in the last five years. Like, it's its ridiculous.
0: Um, there's a bunch of guys that I don't know over there and i remember when i fished him in nineteen it was like you know Dicky Newberry yeah and all that's that how it stuff. used to be so, yeah to where yeah that like, used to be Toyotas you would make,
2: was like you would make a top ten at, at any and not even just the championship but like at any any of those regional level events even opens you you fight and claw for two or three days whatever it was a three or four day tournament you would fight and claw and then you would have to go to that top ten meeting and castledy and I were talking about this and when you raise your head up at the top 10 meeting and start looking around, it's kind of like usual suspects. Mm -hmm. And it is names. Like what you're talking about, Dickie Newberry, you know, you see those guys and you're like, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. And now, you know, you you go through and you look at the names, top 10, and you're like, who's that? Who's that? And it's because they're younger. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it, but um, to think that some of that didn't have to do with my decision 100%. I mean, I'm intelligent enough to look around and know what's going on. And you can see in the entire sport of bass fishing, a lot of guys my age, even guys 10 years younger than me and guys 10 years older than me for sure, we're going, we're out. Whether whether they want to face it or not. Yeah, but you also adapted really well. I mean, you did a I really just, good job. I, just didn't I remember
0: wanna, you sitting there. You under- had those conversations, Brad, where you're sitting there like, I have to adapt. I have to learn this. And Dude, You would I, get I, so I, mad. You'd be like, I'm putting three live scopes on. I'm going out in
2: the middle of the lake yeah, and, and screw have. the bank. I have, and, and I'm good with it, and yeah. I like it. I enjoy using it a tremendous amount. I enjoy it, but doesn't change the fact that we're going. And I would just soon bow out. And that was another thing I thought about, too. You go give another year, you know, 50-50. Maybe it turns around completely. I don't know the answer to that because I'm not willing to try it. But if it went bad, I don't know that I could have stomached another bad year like that. And I wasn't going to quit in the middle of the year because that's not me. But I just, I'm just ready. And so that I,
0: thought crossed your mind middle of the year. Like, man, I don't want to be here.
2: No, 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 no. I'm talking about the middle, if I was to do oh, it 24. again next year. Yeah, in 24. Okay. you're 100% let's say, let's committed
0: say, in 23.
2: Yeah, 100% okay. committed in 23. Okay. I never thought about it. Sorry,
0: I misunderstood that. Yeah.
2: I'm saying that if I would I'd if I'd decided to fish next year, you mm-hmm. know, knowing that a year can change drastically from one year to the next, which they can, mm-hmm. um, but if it was to go bad, if it was to go a lot like my year in 23 went, I would be halfway in the middle of the year thinking, my gosh, you know what? The writing was on the wall why did you come back and do this again and i just i don't want to go through that man i don't yeah.
0: all right well we're gonna take our first break when we come back since you are retiring from the top level i want to go back over the <laughs> 11 years because whether you like it or not you've had some pretty yeah pretty badass stuff happen and i want to kind of get your take on what you would consider some of your top moments because i have four or five of them written down here okay. like those moments where you're fishing you're like there's no way that just happened but it did happen, Yeah. And, and and some of the top. And then also, if you have a a comment or a question uh, for Bradley, we'll read some of those. So it's, oh, what day of the week is today? I have no clue. This is Wednesday the first day I've been home. It's, is it Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. Okay. It's Wednesday, BTL, special noon edition with Bradley Hallman. We got him out of the deer stand.
2: All right. <laughs>
0: for at least one interview. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be back right after this.
1: The new Puma STS has been redesigned from the ground up. With the angler, design, function, and performance in mind, nothing on this new offering was compromised, and the only thing carried over from the previous version is the name. Based on the Soft Touch series hull that started with the flagship Jaguar, this new model is nimble and performs incredibly well at all speeds with either a 250 or 300 horsepower engine. Featuring a new 96-inch wide-body footprint, this hull measures out at 20 foot 7 inches in length. Industry-leading design coupled with tournament-winning performance. The Puma STS from Basscat. Feel the rush.
2: All right, guys, if you're a construction worker, soccer dad, soccer mom, you want to be outdoors, you've seen the Reaper. This right here is the Zip Up Full Reaper, but it's windproof, folks, windproof. And it actually has the mass built in, it's behind me. I mean, if you can look good, feel
1: good, and stay warm, you better check it out. It's the Zip Up Reaper. That's right, windproof. Elite Series Pro, Darrell Gleason here. My ProGuide batteries keep me going on those long tournament days and long practice days. Always plenty of juice. Never fail. The best part about ProGuide batteries, it's the people behind the company. They have over 40 years experience in the battery business, keeping all of us fishermen out on the water longer, catching more fish. Check them out at ProGuideBatteries.com. What's up, Bass Talk Live fans? Brandon Polnick here.
0: All right, welcome back. BTL on a Wednesday talking with uh, the one and only Bradley Hallman. Uh, yeah, it's a weird deal, man, because you I mean, fishing has been in, in or out. Like, what did you do during the time period between the last time you, you stopped fishing 11. the elites and then came back to FLW, and what was it that made you come back to FLW after you stopped fishing the elites in 2011.
2: Probably a combination of a couple of things. One, the regional level stuff. That's what I was fishing at the time was on that side. Uh, the Toyotas and stuff. Um, the money was just the regional travel and stuff was a better um, circuit as far as money, as far as travel logistics and everything else. So that's kind of what I was already involved with for one. And two, it was just a new place. It was somewhere I hadn't been. It was something that was interesting to me. Um, new people, a lot of the anglers that I hadn't fished against. So it was, it was, uh, that was very, um, intriguing to me at the time.
0: But was there the same feeling you said, it's a totally different vibe than when you stepped away from the elite series the first time to this time, like different part of your life, different feel. Like you knew back then there is a chance that you revisit it or were you done at the time? Well, I
2: mean, at the time I didn't think I ever would. I mean, are we going to
0: see you Nixon and Clun this thing and be in the opens at 71?
2: No. No. no no and i knew that i knew a long time ago that i didn't want to be nixon and Clun. I, I i didn't want to be traveling around the circuits fishing tournaments at 60 more or less at mm-hmm. their age now but um no it was just different um i was just really involved you know i just got back involved in fishing you know i, I was working with with jeff miller uh jerry's dad yep. and and he kind of got me to fish in some team tournaments and stuff and you know pretty soon after so by 2012 or so, I was fishing around here in the state and it was just fun. You know, you got yes. back into it. And I do foresee that for sure happening to me. Okay. So
0: you're not hanging up the, Oh no. the rods and reels no, forever. No. Okay. I stuck, I had I told stuck someone I st- that I thought you might not fish for the next five years.
2: I stuck the boat in the garage. But in 2011, when I stuck the boat in the garage, I told my wife, I'm selling everything I got. <laughs> and she was like, Did you actually the- do it? No. Oh, you didn't? No. She told me to shut the door and just not mess with it for a year. And that's probably oh, about that's what some I did. Sound advice by Don. Yep. But no, this time, no, I don't feel that way at all. Um, like I said, I'm not mad about it. I'm yeah. just, I'm just tired of. There's just not what you want to do. Man, you know, New York's a beautiful place. It's great. It's it's mind blowing, you know, being out on some of those fisheries and, and looking around. They're just gorgeous. But man, I'm 2,000 miles away from, you know, my family and mm-hmm. the children. And like, I don't even know sometimes if they even know where I'm at. And does it really matter in the whole scheme of things, you know? And I don't know. It just, it was just different, but, um, back to uh, the change in FLW. That that was really it. It was just a new place, and then you know, whenever I did come back to FLW, I was extremely motivated. Yeah, um, you noticed.
0: know, you won two, yeah, two tour events in what three yeah. years? Yeah,
2: I was just motivated. You know, it was a, it was a new place. It was fun. Um, fishing hadn't changed that much then, and you know, and FLW was really extremely competitive. I mean, over half or half of those uh, BPT guys and Guys in the elite series probably of that bunch too. I mean, we were all there together. So, you know, the Aries and Scott, and I mean, there was a lot of people there, you know, and and a lot of great fishermen, Andy Morgan and uh, Smoky, um, Thrift, Thrifty. Um, you know, it was Wesley a good Strader, Yeah, it was a good group of David dudes. David Dudley. Yeah, it was loaded. <laughs> you know what Scott I mean? It was Martin. a field. It was it was you know it was the field. It was a field, yeah. and and it was a legit field. And so, it was motivating to get up and fish against them every day.
0: This is interesting. Uh, I'll read this comment from
2: Derwin Harris. He said, the most
0: disrespectful thing we can do is project our wants and opinions on someone else. Congratulations and must, much respect to Mr. Holman for your decision. Best of luck on the next chapter of your life. And I think that's why a lot of people were surprised was because of how many people related to you, followed along, mm-hmm. was along with the journey and rooted for you every day of the elite series. And that's something that I think is hard to, Kind of hard to understand because as a guy in the opens and one of your friends, I would do the same thing too. I mean, every day there's a couple names and a couple things that I'm looking at, and I'm always like, all right, this is this is where Brad gets to train back on the end. And I mean, that's over eight months that you kind of look forward to that. So you have the tournament and then the video comes out after it, and then you're on Todd or Andrews or BTL, and then you talk about it, and then the process starts again, and you've kind of been there from the very beginning. So I think that's why uh, that's one of the cool things about the social media is, Absolutely. man, you developed a lot of diehard fans that are still fans of yours to this day. And I think it's not that they think you made the wrong decision or anything. I think they're just disappointed that their journey, as far as that's
2: concerned. Well, I know, is that, I know that I'm know that i not going to fish on the Elite Series ever yeah. again. And, you know, I'm not going to fish at the top level of this sport, but I'm still going to continue to fish. And that was one of the kind of breaths of fresh air I was able to take in once I kind of really settled with this is. It doesn't mean I have to quit the social media stuff, you know.
0: Oh, really? So this is a change. So there's a chance that you might stay active oh, yeah. in that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I had heard, yeah, I had heard that the YouTube channel was going dormant.
2: No, um, I haven't touched it in, you know, a few weeks. I'm not. And you've gotten
0: some people nervous, like, holy
2: cow, these he worked his ass off
0: on this, and now it's just going away.
2: No, I mean, there's still an opportunity for that, right? Um, yeah, hundred percent. There's opportunity for whatever the hell you want to do, right? And so I, I, I'm going to tinker with that and play with it. I don't know how heavily I'm going to do it or how heavily I'm not going to do it. Um, obviously, I've got Todd and you and a bunch of people that would really like to work and do stuff mm-hmm. all the time. And so um, that that's definitely an option and an opportunity that I have out there. And that, like I said, that's kind of a breath of fresh air to me, knowing that even though I'm leaving that level, doesn't mean that I have to just completely check out. Um, I think that there'll still be some regional level event stuff in my future for sure you know um but fishing at the top level I mean, and that, that must like struggle.
0: maybe some nickels brandon Belt stuff
2: Triper no T's some or- toyota some toyota okay. championships okay. some opens okay i think you could see me there yeah you know a good central division open division Just to come out have a grand lake and a sam rayburn and a dardanelle or something like that on it you might see me you know um but I'll, I'll definitely cherry pick. You know, I'm not yeah. going to fish. You
0: do what you want to
2: for enjoyment. I'm not going to go fish Jim Bob's River that's got two bass in it. We're all fishing for those two, you know.
0: <laughs> I'm done with those days. <laughs> done. I'm headed there in a couple of weeks. Uh, this is something I don't think gets talked, talked a lot about. But, I mean, you did this for 11 years. Uh, how much of a driving factor in coming back was trying to cross a Bassmaster Classic stage? And it sounds like that's still alive with – Possibly fishing uh, some opens in the future or something like that. But
2: has that been a a driving
0: factor in anything over the last five years? I
2: don't know, dude. I've watched a lot of guys go through there and and I've, I've, I don't know. I don't know how in the world I've never, you know, the one year that you finish fifth in the points is the year that they take four. you know, in the opens or whatever. Yeah. And then the year that they change, whatever, and then, you know, you're you the win one it. guy out or something. Yeah. It's just something. Or if you win the points, you know, it doesn't have a classic spot. It'll be on, it's something else on the winner of the tournament or something. But anyway, um, yeah. uh, Yeah. I would definitely say that that would still be a backdoor. Cause it seems level. to me like
0: that was a little, like in the back of your mind, that's been a driving force in this, what I would call a return. Uh,
2: that, that was my driving be. force. No doubt. No doubt. And to win it, not just be there. Yeah. <laughs> But to win it, yeah. Um, But, you know, things change and things don't always work out the way we want. But, dude, I don't regret any of it. I don't regret any of the drive. I I don't regret any of the work that we've done. Dude, I still remember some of the best times I had. Look, this trophy right here. That's one of the best trips I've ever had right there, in my life. Right there, right there, right there. Dude, that was a great trip. Yeah, was... We're out in the desert oh, and you flying a drone. Remember, remember I bought a drone? Yeah, I could make the U.S. Oh, open.
0: We had, you had never had the drone up, and we were out in uh, New Mexico. Yeah. And we pull off at a reservation. Yeah, an
2: Indian reservation. Oh, we I remember stuck that sucker up in the air. Remember that in the
0: mountains. You were like, I might never see this again. <laughs> there it went. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It was great. That was a great trip, man. It was. You did. You were all. We were all gung ho on the drone
2: and yeah. the social media. That was stuff. The year You won. Uh, and Bub Tosh, right? And
0: remember, Birdman <laughs> went into the final day. You were. Kind, we were all kind of r- rolling together. And, and yeah. uh, Kurt yeah. Dove went into the final day. He you did. had an outside shot too. He had a good good event there too. He yep. just caught too many in practice. I just talked with. Uh, who did I just talk with? Oh, on uh, I did Zaldane's podcast, and I just talked with Zaldane about that, about how we put into Overton and literally. T- on a buzz bait, right? That buzz bait right there, that exact one.
2: I've never been on mead in my life. I
0: mean, what did we have the first couple of days of practice? I'm behind Bradley. So Bradley had decided. I don't know.
2: We caught three three or four fish that were in that three and a half to four and a half pound range. And I, I was remember like, you. why ahead? does everybody keep thinking yeah. this place is so bad? I
0: remember you going either it's fishing really good now or I'm about to blow the U.S. open out of the water.
2: Yeah, but there's only like six of those fish swimming in that place.
0: That's what he said, and that's what I told Chris. I said we didn't realize that, you know, you're catching the one fish in that cove, and it's so clear, and they're so territorial that they're swimming 30 yards, and it's not until you're with someone like Salvucci, and you're like, and that fish has already been caught, Nick. Yep, yep, yep. So there might be something that, like, you get a hankering to go.
2: Oh, I definitely think I'll have some of that. I definitely think I'll have some of that. So, like, it's not over. I just I just don't want to fish at the top level anymore. Yeah. I just don't want that travel and that schedule. Had you forgotten what it was
0: like no. to do it at that level? Not at all. You knew it. I knew exactly what it was going to be. You think an, a good tournament early might have changed things?
2: Well, I started out at Okeechobee, okay. No, you did
0: have a good tournament. You catch a check. And then I the started out two. the
2: second one, all right, too. I mean, after the first day, it, it kind of fell apart after that. And then it I just never could get back in the saddle and, um, you know, it wasn't until Champlain that I caught him again. I mean, you know, caught him the way I want to catch him. And I, I had plenty of opportunities. I had a couple of things that just go wrong that are just against the odds. Like uh, when we were on the Alabama river and I don't remember what, the name of the one that we were on, but, um, the house that we were in and this stuff will happen. You know, I was telling John this after it was over, uh, John rented the house and it, it wasn't, um, anybody's fault it's just the way that it lays out so the house that we ended up in ended up being at the very bottom end of the lake which looked gorgeous right we're sitting up on yeah. this hill and you can see all this water well you know you spend majority of your practice close to where you're staying it just it just works out that way you know and a lot of times that's good because we were staying a long ways from takeoff and so you're 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 getting away from some of the pressure but you get a few bites, and, and as it all came down on Saturday morning, I was the last one there, and I was leaving, so Saturday would have been the top 50 cut, and I remember looking out over the river that morning, I could see the entire across the lake, and so about the time they would have been taken off and stuff, there wasn't one single boat down there. Nobody came. Nobody. Not one. So, you know, you, you, you kind of, you know, some things like that, some breaks here and there that that work out and sometimes they work in your favor. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you end up staying right by where they're where they're at, you know, Mm -hmm. but, um, it's not like you don't push to go further up the lake. Um, you do, but forget from there all the way up into that river section where they really caught them pretty good. Never made it that far.
0: Yeah. Uh, looking back over just some of the highlights of their career and I'm going to throw FLW and the opens and the first time you were on the elites, uh, Back when you were in the elites, didn't you have like a string? Didn't you have a year where you had like a string of top 10s? Like three top 10s or something in a row on the Elite Series back in like 2007 or something like that?
2: Yeah, I think in seven.
0: Like I remember it was impressive as hell.
2: Yeah, I had a stretch where I, you know, we finished up 07. We finished up 07 in Florida, and that may have been my first top 10. And I made one there, and then I started the next year with another one, and maybe another one after that, and kind of rolled, and then... Then I had a stretch in 08 or 09, somewhere there before my dad got sick and died, where I I had a few top tens in a row as well, from Dardanelle over to uh, Wheeler. And then, obviously, I had the FLW at Wheeler that I finished second by one ounce. um, Or I was one ounce from having three of those trophies. Yeah. Yeah, that all happened in 07, 08, 09.
0: What did it mean for you to get an FLW tour? trophy because at the time like you said yeah like the guys said, were the guys over at FLW. yeah and i had like,
2: lost one you know like i said by an ounce and that that really hurts you know if you lose one by a pound or two pounds you know you got beat but yep. to lose one by an ounce man it just really hurt and, and I, that was the day I, that's i talked about it i had a culling error the second day of that four-day tournament that was my fault it was over a pound mistake which at the time when i happened i was like eh, no big deal you know you, you missed one by a pound but um it ended up costing me but um you know the the FLW wins were—that's what you fish for, right? They were they were impressive wins
0: too, because you blew everyone out in Florida, yep. and yep. then you had the. Has there been a bigger bag of spots weighed in since then, or was that the biggest bag of? I'm of sure, spots? I'm sure, I'm sure.
2: At that late they've caught bigger bags. I just meant like an
0: FLW Tour Elite Series. I,
2: I, I, can't, I can't, I can't, I can't imagine. think
0: of a single other. Was, you had a 24 and a half pound bag of spots, right? Yeah, yeah something
2: like that. 23 11 or 24 11 mm-hmm. of spotted bass. <laughs> Dude, when it happened, I knew too, like this ain't ever happening again the rest of your life. So you better
0: enjoy it. But that's a high I mean, I would imagine after a win like that, that high has to be like, I'm gonna do this the rest of my life every single day. Like you have to be Oh, so- you come
2: off, you're just like, it's the greatest high in the world, yeah. you know. Like if that that's a drug that that everybody that fishes looks for is that drug and you can't you can't get enough of it. And then once you reach it, you know, it's like it does become easier. There's truth to that. Because really? you believe oh yeah, because then you believe and you know. Like without a shadow of a doubt, you know you can do it. You know you're capable of it, so it, it becomes easier. There's truth in that for sure. Um, both those wins end up being me coming from from the front. I would say that the uh, Toyota a few years before that is kind of what really gave me that, that was spook. Tournament. Well, it was it was a sight fishing tournament. Is what it truly was. Smoked
0: some on a spook on the. Last we caught day?
2: them all on bed fish. All I'm oh, looking okay. at them. And I made some strategical moves in that tournament that really helped me. of course, we were on Grand Lakes, so that mm-hmm. helped.
0: You had not won anything at this point as far as. Not at
2: a regional yeah. or national level. And um, the last day, it started pouring down rain in the morning. Well, you can't sight fish with it pouring down rain. And I just went to the areas where I had seen big ones. Like, tried to sight. Like, I knew that they were in the area, but they wouldn't stay pegged or weren't locked on or whatever. And I put that spook over the top of them, and those females just went crazy. So, I had a great last day as well and then the sun came out and i was able to catch a one close to seven and so put me up around 22 close to 23 pounds i think or something like that 21 22 on the second day on the last day of the tournament so and i was leading going into that last day too i believe if i wasn't i was in second up, i'm gonna pull up a video of that right there there it is oh god look at that oh my gosh
0: that's a fish just
2: destroying a spook Yep. Mm. Yeah, those were those were good, you know, and and that's what gets you going and motivates you to go further. But that's definitely what you know gave me the confidence in the beginning. Uh, what was it that
0: made you record the on the water stuff? Because there's a difference between doing doing the YouTube thing and all that, and then the recording. I know that was a always you you kind of went back and forth between, I don't want a damn camera. Like it's a pain in the butt and I'm going to have nine angles and create this thing that I have my buddies weld that shows it out in front of the boat. Like you always seemed yeah, over the last four years to kind of go back and forth over every camera angle, showing every single cast that I've ever made. And this thing is in the way of me trying to do my job. Is that a fair assessment?
2: Yeah, it is a fair assessment. And, and I, I was always torn between, you know, really just trying to focus on, the goal at hand, which is catch as many bass as you possibly can in an eight hour period, but also knowing that the fan base and the education is what I was bringing, you Mm -hmm. know, educationally. And, um, I wanted to bring that. We all kind of went into different aspects, you know, Todd likes to sit on the couch and talk for four hours about what he's done. And, you know, i I just, I don't have that much interesting stuff to talk about. I I would prefer using on the water coverage and and just do some talk overs on it maybe. And, um, just share that way. But I knew that, you know, if you look at YouTube, you're only going to be one of two things. You're either going to be to make it work, right? And this is for any of y'all thinking about doing it. You've got to be one of two things. You've either one got to be entertaining, but I'm not fat cat Newton or fat cat, fat cat, Newton fat cat, or, you know, um, I'm not one of those guys that's mm-hmm. just, you know, over-the-top funny or, or entertaining.
0: A swindle. A swindle.
2: Sky. Yeah, those guys are just entertaining. And those are the guys that we like to hang out with, you know, on a Friday or Saturday night after a tournament, too, because they're entertaining to be with. I'm not really that guy. So you're either going to be entertaining you're going to be educational. One of the two. that's what I think.
0: And sometimes you can engage. Or I guess in
2: this, in this world today, I take that back. You can be a third and you can be very successful too. You can be controversial. Yep. If you want to be controversial, you can, you can get your numbers that way too. But I knew for a fact that that was something I was never going to do. Never have touched it. Never will. It's not me. You know, I get along with everybody. I do. I don't have any enemies. Like everyone on the elite series. I get along with Mm -hmm. everybody at BPT. I get along with, I mean, and that went through the opens all through the opens. I don't, Even the guy who had the confrontation in the, yeah, like I try to be fair to everybody, dude, you know, and I give people, and there's been times that I probably should have gotten, you know, that I got short in the stick and should have been a little bit more upset than what I was. But, you know, it's just sometimes it's easier to just keep the peace and keep, keep going, you know? Yeah. Uh,
0: all right, let's take a final break. When we come back, let's just wrap things up, put a bow on it. Like okay. I said, if you have a comment or question, I've been throwing up a lot of comments. There's a lot of people, uh, there are a lot of people that are wishing you well, uh, Jim. Dillingham
2: mm-hmm.
0: from North OKC. Yep. He said, Gene Gillen, Mark Jeffries, several others used to wear a Tennessee ball cap back in the oh, day ahead yeah. of, of them yeah, tournaments. Right. He said, going to miss you on the Elite Series. Yep. Go, Vols. All right. We're going to take a final break of the show. When we come back, wrap things up with bradley and it's btl on a wednesday we'll be back right after this
3: having confidence in your tackle while on the water is one of the main things to success in my opinion in the last couple of years with denali i've had just that from anything from spinning rods casting rods tungsten products even now to casting and spinning reels i have the confidence to go out there and get the job done and know that all my equipment is going to handle it and do it just the way i want it The thing about Denali is you've got great quality products at a great price point, so make sure you check them out.
0: Have you considered purchasing new electronics for your rig? The type of mounts you choose to protect your investment should be part of the decision-making process. No matter if you prefer one, two, or three graphs up front, Beatdown Outdoors has a solution for you. Adjustable, versatile, rigid, and made in the USA. What's your ultimate electronic setup? Check out the full selection of Beat Down Outdoors products by visiting BeatdownOutdoors.com.
3: The great thing about the new Sensation Soft Plastics from Big Bite Baits, heavily scented, super soft, buoyant, comes in seven great new shapes. I've got a couple of them of my signature series, the Cliffhanger Worm and the Ram Tail Craw. Great for a flipping jig, football jig, swim jig, all that. Several other great shapes. Really excited about it. We've worked over the last year catches fish all over the country and i think it's going to catch fish for people everywhere you try
1: it the spro little john crankbait has been around for almost 15 years and it is one of my go-to crankbaits whenever i need a fish in the boat so you can never have enough new colors that's why spro is coming out with a handful of new colors including pearl shad which has this bleached out white look but it's got this pearlescent really really pretty we've got copper shad, which looks amazing in the water. It's got that purple flake on the back, really, really pops in the water. And then if you want some real pop, we've got sparkle shad, nothing but sparkles all over this thing. And then last but not least, we've got the matte sexy shad, just a really different looking color for a crankbait. So you want to give them a little different look, that matte sexy shad is definitely the one to go with all these colors are available in the original little john and the md
0: shoreline boat and rv dock rash storm damage collision repair that deep scratch or gouge from trying to access that secret creek shoreline boat and rv can get your prize possession back in mint condition and looking good on the water fast all repairs are done in-house so they're able to get your boat or rv back to brand new quickly All Shoreline's work comes with a rock-solid warranty. Find out more at ShorelineBoatandRV.com, Kansas City, Austin, and Tulsa.
3: I'm the kind of guy that never leaves a house without a pocket knife, and Gamagatsu's come out with the EDC series of knives. EDC stands for Everyday Carry, so whether you're on the water or off, you can always have it with you. The best thing about it to me, is that assisted open feature with this d2 blade you've got it right here at your fingertips so if you can't find your scissors you need to cut a knot you need to cut your braid you've always got it make sure you check it out never leave home without your gamagatsu edc knife
1: born in japan using technology innovation and precision sunline produces the widest selection of fishing lines at the most technologically advanced line factory in the world manufactured at the strictest tolerances to produce victories at the highest levels of tournament bass fishing from household names like Christie, swindle and Cruz to young guns like cook logan new and welcher they all trust sunline to take them to the top of the leaderboard choose the line that will give you the strength to guarantee your confidence sunline all right, we are back.
0: BTL on a Wednesday, wrapping things up with Bradley. And thank you. Yep. Thank you for coming in and doing this, man. You like, bet, I dude. know uh, you didn't have to do this. You uh, you could have stayed out in the tree stand. At wow, I was Shiggs. just putting it,
2: one up, so we're good. It
0: was not uh, not ideal, but much appreciated. You and, uh, you know, everyone's asking, is Bradley okay? Like, there's a lot of people that are worried about you, which I, I thought was weird because, I mean, it's just fishing. But then, I mean, if that's the only, I'm like, yeah, no, I've tailgated with them multiple times. We drank beers together. I said, it's all good as long as I don't bring, I said, if I bring up fishing, he's like, all right, got to go. Bye. <laughs> I said, but as long as I keep it to like, oh, you life, family, yeah. relationship, any yeah. of that stuff, yeah. you're all ears for it. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're good, right? You're good. Yeah, I'm good. All right, I just want to make sure cuz everyone is I get the text a lot is Bradley okay?
2: I know, I get them too. I mean, like I was telling you earlier, I, I've got some good friends of mine that text me and it's like, dude, is everything alright? You need some help with something? You you and the family doing okay? And I'm like, yeah, man, everybody's <laughs> good. Uh Hear someone say, oh, I'd love to
0: listen to a detail about the Basset. best anglers to have never crossed the classic stage with Ken Duke. He's saying you would have to be on that list. That's a good list to be on, but also a bad list to be on. Correct. I still think you have a chance to make one. I think that's might be what will drive you to take a couple shots here and there. And if you're enjoying it and you're in it, I wouldn't not put it past you to when you least expect it win the one that gets you in the damn classic <laughs> you try for 11 years for a championship and then you jackpot one
2: it could work that way i mean like mm-hmm. i said you get a little pick and choose and only fish your division that's close to home and you know playing it a little more like some of the other guys are playing it uh
0: big water bassett oh yeah if it wants to know um well there's a bunch of people here you're not having like a Yard sale for all your stuff, right? No, okay, no, so no yeah, yard no, sale. you don't have to keep an eye out for that.
2: Brad's keeping all this stuff, yeah. I, <laughs> I think pa- I think Panger's got more stuff than I've got. I was just in his garage, I think he's got more tackle than I do.
0: No, that's all my tackle is what you don't understand because I just got back from Table Rock, yep, doing the Demeke the thing, yep, dude. Cody Huff, I, I don't know, I've, I've talked about this on the show. There is nothing more demoralizing than knowing 100% you're in the winning area you stay in the winning area, you're doing the right thing, and you just get your ass handed to you by someone who does it better.
2: Um, we're talking about forward-facing. No, telescope. I'm just
0: talking about the Demiki stuff with Cody Huff. So we had that little 16-boat OBT thing. It paid $2,000. It was like, you know, you get you draw an uh, employee of Outdoor Brands team, whatever, right? Yeah. So I'm not an idiot. I called some of the guys who were fishing to the Toyota series, and I was like, hey, where did he go down? <laughs> yep. So. So I knew where it went down. So right. you know, we go there and practice whatever. Cody Huff is there, right? And he's obviously the one man. of the best guys to do it, and has won multiple times on Table Rock doing the Dmiki and the Ice Jig and the. Spoon so he's whipping that. your ass, is what happened. No, so I mean, I'm in the I'm in the I'm in the game, right? Because of information, but I'm still at the game regardless, here or there. <laughs> I'm in the 500, the five this 10 football field yard stretch, of gotcha. where there's winning fish. Got it. And, uh, Cody goes like 14 and a half, 15 and I go 11, 12, 14 and a half, one day, 15 the next day. And I I swear to you on the second day, it was four to one because we're always within sight of each other, just roaming around the middle of freaking nowhere over 130 foot of water. But that sucker either had something in his settings or bait or both, or he knew how to trigger Mm the bite. So I asked him afterwards, I was like, man, I was like one out of 30 that I'd see on scope. I could get to eat. He's like, yeah, it was probably like 4 out of 10. Yeah. And I was like, so if we're seeing 40, he's catching 16.
2: Jump on that Elite Series. And I'm catching You have 99 of them that can do it like that. Yeah. I mean, that's where life is. And like I said, I love it. I do. I love it. And I feel like I'm pretty good at it. But I'm kind of like you. I get amongst some of them, and it's like, woo! They can make more of them bite. Drunkwood, he said, you're welcome to come to Kentucky
0: when OU plays. We'll Booth the Wildcats in unison,
2: dude. I love that guy. I, I need to get some one from him. I need to uh, purchase uh, South Carolina, state of South Carolina. I need to mail it to Billy. Got a bass. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I need to get that done with you.
0: Drunkwood is on uh, Instagram and Etsy. Drunkwood I N K Y. Drunkwood dude, I've got in a, Kentucky. He makes.
2: I've got a powerhouse Oklahoma one.
0: Yeah, and I
2: look at that right there yeah
0: btl live laugh dink and dunk yep. and then if you walk into my house did you notice my house sign cut out in the shape of a bass yep. and he sent me that as a housewarming gift uh not sponsored and he's he's uh he can actually be a pain in the ass sometimes drunk he got me in, involved with a robot on instagram today actually it was so it was your <laughs> it got deleted so it was your birthday yesterday right yep so bass posts it bot posts immediately under it I'm I'm looking for a relationship, a loving, godly man. If you know, please contact. <laughs> so, Drunkwood, being Drunkwood, goes. I got a guy for you at Matt Pancrack. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you
2: this. So then the bot attacks you. So
0: then the bot attacks me. Likes every single one of my figs, Sends me eight freaking messages. Yeah, he it was ass. it was unbelievable. Look, I'll show you right here. It crack it cracked me up.
2: He's good at doing stuff like that. He had one post on Instagram where he's looking in the mirror and he's smiling. Have you seen that uh-huh. the post that he did? He's not wearing any pants. You can see his ass yeah. at the bottom, but like it's hidden because like I don't even know how he pulled that Someone off. Someone who Instagram, has a good heart,
0: genuine and willing to support my dream of humanitarian works. Hope I can find him here. I know he is here. And it's right under the happy birthday for Brad Hallman. Drunkwood says Matt Pagrat can help. <laughs> <laughs> so that look. She goes in, likes everything, sends all these. I mean, it's, oh it's some 40-year-old some dude in a like factory over in Sherlock or something. Going, yeah, oh, I got this guy. Anyway, uh, long story short, uh, if you're looking for anything for Christmas, for the holiday season, Drunkwood in Kentucky, nice, nice Drunkwood, kids. I-N-K-Y, supports the industry, listens to all the shows, talks to everybody, he actually helps all the guys who click on links they're not supposed to like hey can you help me and then they click on it and their stuff gets taken over he's like an expert in getting it back oh really yeah uh but he he takes bourbon barrels buys the bourbon barrels and then turns them into uh artwork and shelving and all sorts of stuff so check I, think ja- that out. I think
2: james watson did that he clicked on something he wasn't supposed to and yeah i'm sure his. i'm sure the
0: drunk would help them out there watson. you would be shocked there's this. there's a surprisingly long list of Really? Elite series and pro anglers who click on links they're not supposed to, and then don't want whatever's on their phone to, to be spread across <laughs> the internet. He deals with a lot of very, uh, very sensitive subjects. Yeah, a lot of people that are very freaked out, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> like they're willing to do whatever. I think he does it for free, and I think that he could charge whatever he wants in the moment.
2: That's good stuff.
0: Uh, yeah. That's true. He also brokers Airbnb's. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hella bass on there. Uh anything else you want to get in? So okay, so here's the deal. And hey, you still got a bunch of these. Okay. I got BFE camos. Yeah, one thing. So you're not let's let's wrap it up. You're yep. not done with YouTube. Oh no. You're you'll be back on social media. You're just taking a damn break, yeah. gathering your stuff, and you'll be back. So oh, it's yeah. not like the end of an era. Yep. Uh apparel wise, jump into that.
2: Still got the BFEs. I uh, got the new the camos that I've never sold online. And I've got the black camos that I never sold online. So I had the brown camos and the black camos just got them and then obviously if you live in the oklahoma city metro and you want them they have them at lucky lure lucky lure tackle yep and then all mine you can buy at they have
0: all three designs at lucky lure have you even dropped the third design
2: i've dropped i've never dropped the, these camos that I'm wearing right now, and yeah. I've never dropped the black camo. Never have. Either one of them. Courtney
0: has a black camo. They do. They do. Savage. They do have them. That's where she got them at Lucky Lure. At Lucky, I took Lure. Her to Lucky Lure. And we yeah. got the black yeah. camo, like, yeah. early, early this year.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I let them have them. It's sick-looking hat. Yeah, it is. It's
0: like that, except mm-hmm. and then, and the, and then the straight black. But
2: they're all on my website now, bradleyholman.com. So you can buy them from there. Ship them straight to you.
0: Uh, Tournament-wise, you'll jump back into it when you feel Oh, yeah. It.
2: Yeah. I'm sure it'll be more like a... More like Todd stuff, you know, mm-hmm. where I'm just kind of playing more around the house and doing that kind of stuff.
0: Um, Will you still jump on BTL every now and then? Absolutely.
2: God, dude, your house is a long ways. By the way, when I was driving in here today, I've never been here. I
0: could to have this sworn house. you had been here.
2: Panger lives in such a bad place. He is like literally a half a mile walk down a country road to a casino. <laughs> And I I can see you taking that walk, <laughs> headed off to the casino. <laughs> it's close, bro. It's a big casino too. I've noticed it. Yeah, you, you you've noticed it. I have
0: you? noticed it a time or two passing it. But I mean, I'm kind of out in the middle. I'm kind of a little. bit. I
2: mean, it's a nice little country road walk, and then bam, giant casino. <laughs> it's not a giant. It's, a
0: it's small, giant. A small one. It's giant. It's a
2: small one. The Blackhawk. Is that the name of it? It is. Oh, wow. It's a big casino. It's a, it's I'm just thinking, you know, casino. on a Friday or Saturday night, you know, it'd be a nice little walk down there. It is. I, I
0: avoid that. I avoid that on the weekends. Anyway. Brad, I'm trying to trying to fish and make it through the opens. No no time for the casino. <laughs>
2: Hey, as long as I've been tournament fishing, sometimes I think it'd be better off just to go to Vegas and take all 50 thousand dollars. Oh, it'd use be better off to go down to the black And just Hawk, say, we're going to. zero expenses. You red see, or black. I just walk down there. Yeah. And then you could be over. Your whole season would be like red or black. We win If or you
0: think about it, if you take nine, if it, let's say it costs $5,000 a tournament. Right. To fish in each open. You go, you walk in, you put five thousand dollars on red or five thousand dollars on black. Mm-hmm. You have a much better odds. You will make more money. Yeah. That you walk in nine times a year and put put it on red fourteen or black seventeen. Mm-hmm. You might win two or three times in a row. You might lose two or three times in a row. But I mean, your expenses are zero. It's actually five thousand dollars.
2: I will say, you know, the elite series paybacks, pretty darn good deal. Yeah. It's it's probably the best that I've seen any of the pro circuits be as far as payback. It's it's really good. It's getting there. <laughs> also, another thing that came up, Watson was wanting to auction off my spot. So I you know, like when you give when you when you when you do what I did and you're just like, eh, not coming. There's nothing you can do with that spot you earned, like it's just gone. And I was like, we should be able to sell this. How much money would that spot have been worth if I could have sold it on this market today in 2023? Sold an elite series spot? Yep. You you're joking when you say you I'm joking. You yes, be able but like to do that. Yeah, I'm joking, but like, how much would it be worth? Because Watson was not joking. Oh he gosh. was being serious. So listen,
0: listen. We got uh, we got Jordan Lee coming back, and I don't know. I haven't listened to any other podcasts, so I don't know what. Lucas said, or i've I've listened to Dave's or what anyone else has said, but um, deposits were due, right? yep, so we know who's in and who's out. And there's a handful of announcements coming. there's I think there's five or six. Now there's six announcement from the BPT going to other places. Wow. Obviously, Bobby Lane just announced yesterday that he's going back to major league fishing, which well, I thought was an interesting move. One year in the opens, and he's going back. One year in the opens, and he's going back. But I, I think told
2: you, dude, like that—that's—that's that's not an easy road. I said on uh, Chris's
0: show on the the bilge and and traits because she's the one who grilled me for an hour and a half on that. Uh, that I thought like two or three max, and I was wrong. Two
2: or three. So we're max. We're talking
0: big, like leaving the BPT
2: this year. Oh, you think it's, it's definitely going to be more than that. I don't
0: that. think so. I know so. Right. It's more than 2 or 3. Hmm. It's less than 10 but more than 2 or 3. And and some surprisingly big names. Yeah. I mean guys who've lifted some stuff over their heads.
2: You well, know I, what I mean? Yeah, I get it. I get it.
0: Uh, you know what? Let's let's close the show with uh with some with a question here. Okay? With a little bit of a veteran advice. From a former professional bass angler. (laughs) He's big water bass and said, Brad, any advice for someone that wants to enter the Toyotas for the first time or looking at the opens for 2025? This is your bread and butter, man. You just spent the last, last four or five years of your life.
2: I would say, I would say this I would say pick a circuit that, you know, I've always said this with any of this stuff, you know, unless goals or something further in the horizon pushes you one way or the other, I'm looking at paybacks, you know, just like a casino. I want the one that pays the best percentage odds of payback money for the money that I'm spending. That's one. That's the first thing that I think that everyone should really look at. Two would be travel. How, how close, how far away are the fisheries that that you're signing up to fish? Um, anything that is closer, man, I'm telling you, I know that when you're thinking, well, I'm only going to three and that, that one's only 800 miles, but, man, it's a lot. It, it just takes more time off work, more time away from your family, more time away from your fishing at home, um, getting other things done. So being logistically closer is, 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 a, is a good deal. And then also, you know, if I'm going to drive, man, I want to go somewhere good, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was one thing that I loved about the Elite Series schedule and knew that I would was that, man, they fish the premier lakes in the country, the premier times. And I enjoy that. You know, I, I like Slugfest. I like the opportunity to be able to, you know, catch giant, what we call freak show bags. You know, everybody likes that. And uh, they make your year, you know, one day, you can make a whole year.
0: It is. All right. Uh, On a personal note, Bradley, thank you very much for what you've done for me over the last three or four years, there's a lot of guys. I mean, you've been in the house with the biggest guy out of all of them and Scott Martin and on YouTube. Uh, I don't think you realize how much your veteran presence and calming influence in the house, in the opens and talking with you over the years, just talking about fishing, uh, has helped me. And then also, uh, you know, this is a friend in personal life and I feel someone rooting, rooting for the Sooners. And now you've got, uh, heck you, you, uh, you talked about the scene, and now you've got plenty of time to troll the USC message boards until the end of the year. <laughs> you don't have to get ready for
2: that. Any USC fans out there listening, I know that you think that you fired Alex Grinch and that everything is going to be better when you get a DC, but we're giving you fair warning. That's only step one.
0: What happens? What happens to Harbaugh? Uh, what I'm just what talking,
2: should happen to Harbaugh? I, do I, I don't care about Harbaugh. I was you just don't care about Michigan? U- I was just talking about USC. I really don't. I don't think they're doing anything that everybody else uh, wasn't doing. I mean, he's obviously gotten a little bit How further How many more years most, does but, Lincoln have at USC? Before well, that's what I'm start. saying. Firing the D.C., the DC you think step? that you're going to fix it. Yeah, it's only the first step of realizing that it's Lincoln, it's not the D.C. It's Lincoln. It's not the D.C. How many more years do you think he's got at USC? Two tops. Really? Next year's going to be a train wreck. Doesn't have Caleb anymore. They're in trouble. You think he's going to stay, though, for next year? The recruiting class has got like 15 guys in it this year right now. He's, he's smoked. Everybody else, Oklahoma, Alabama, we're all pushing thirty. Does that warm your heart? Yeah, it's great. It's wonderful. Not that I hate USC that much, but yeah, we dislike it, that's what that. That's I said. Much.
0: It has nothing to do with the actual program. No, that's to do with those Lincoln that are employed by the program. Yeah, Debo. Uh great question here by Pete. Uh, are you going to jump back on Open Pros? Pick em if
2: Andrew throws out the invitation next year. No, probably not. Okay. Probably not. Okay. Probably not. Well, you I'm guess? not going to say absolutely not, but probably not.
0: Depends on how much he pays. He paid pretty good this year.
2: Did he? Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> all right, Brad, you got anything else you want to get
2: in here? I don't think so. Really appreciate all the time and effort and everything that you've taught me. And I've taught editing you videos. Oh, yeah, editing videos. I didn't even know how to turn one on. You told me what software to buy, how to edit. I mean, you taught me all that stuff. I had no idea. Mark was like, yeah, I'll get this and get this, and I'll teach you. It was you teaching me, not Mark. Yeah, Mark doesn't. He just, in
0: theory, Mark knows how to do it, and then it, and then you realize he takes him thirty yeah. minutes to do something. No, it was definitely one hundred percent
2: you. You remember I used to drive you crazy and be like, "All right, when we get down the show, we got to work mm-hmm. for an hour on this." and you oh, would. Yeah, I do remember that. That was back in the day. Yeah,
0: remember we did the BFE video and stuff like we did all the, that, man. Like the greatest bfe video was filmed on the rock you had just moved to that new house and you had that that was a good video you had that uh we were trying to figure out how to get it we had the one waterfall. first prototype right yeah. yeah and you had the waterfall all out more. in front of your house you're like let me see if i can get water on this thing and it started and it looked yeah. like a babbling brook yeah it's like two feet outside your house yeah babbling brook it was that was good stuff all right uh tonight don't forget
2: 7 p.m central time
0: uh two-time
2: bassmaster classic champ.
0: Yeah, you know what? you realize he's won like everything over at MLF too. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. He's won the world championship. He's a walking fishing I think he's god. Won the Red Crest, he's won the Angler of the Year. I don't know if he's won Red Crest. He might not have. I can't it. believe he's coming over. That surprises you? Yeah. Does not surprise me. Does not surprise
2: me. He's won so much over there. He's okay. won a lot.
0: Uh I think the next 18 to 24 months there'll be a lot of content for btl
2: sounds like it sounds like you got plenty to talk about
0: <laughs> it does hey good luck on the deer hopefully either you or gracing can smoke a giant one in the remainder of the season
2: yeah that's so. that's our goal
0: thanks for jumping on brad i greatly appreciate it yep thank you all right see you all right guys tonight 7 p.m that's all we got later